Welcome to the podcast arm of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Peculiar People's Parish, based in Regina, Canada. Our mandate is pursuing His purpose, pronouncing His power, and proclaiming His praise. You can subscribe to our podcast channel today, so you never miss an episode of our podcasts. Be blessed by this teaching. And we mix with faith in our heart. Holy Spirit, we pray. Please teach us yourself. Help us to align with the word of life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Let's put our hands together for the Lord. God bless the choir. Thank you so much. God bless you. Amen. We may please have our seat. God bless you. Very good. Hallelujah. Uh, we have a quick, quite some stuff to do tonight. Okay. Um, I welcome everyone to this precious time in God's presence. Amen. We will take some time to you know, have a recap of what we have done over the weeks. And then we'll be looking at a different dimension. We are wrapping up the spiritual um, uh, spiritual focus when it comes to building capacity today and, and we'll see how, the, how far the Lord can help us. And then uh, we will cap it up with a short video clips. I believe that we're good. Thank you. Amen. Um, last week we had some discussion around faith. And who can quickly remind us what was discussed around faith last week? We talked extensively about faith. Tried to establish two weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, about faith being progressive. So, who can help us, you know, with what we treated last week? Yes, anybody? No one? No, that would be surprising. How, how come we don't have anyone to tell us? Yes. Sister Titi will try here. Emmanuel, you want to try? You were not here. Okay. Sister Titi, yes. Please, can we give up volume, please? Somebody in the... T- okay. Are you paraphrasing? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you. At least thanks for the trial. <laughs> All right. Yes. Who is going to help us better? We had some points that were striking last week. Okay. Remember we discussed, uh, uh, we talked about Peter. You remember? We talked about Peter. We talked about enemy I'd wanted to sift you as wheat. But I've prayed for you. Remember, we talked about this, right? Ah, how come? How come? Yeah, bro, in my name. I know we looked at 
um, Peter progressive faith, and then we looked at three indices that measures um, a growing faith. And they say transformation, um, life, life has been transformed. Then we mentioned um, understanding of the principles of God. Okay, thank you. Anyways, we talk about Peter, uh, is how his faith progressed from uh, no faith to little faith and, of course, to great faith that was able to stand before the Sanhedrin and defended the gospel. We remember that, right? Remember Jesus telling him ahead that I have prayed for you. Okay, so when he says the devil wants to sift you as wheat, devil has asked for you. Who did devil ask for? All of them, right? Okay, but I have prayed for you. Who was the you there? Peter. So the question is that Miracle still has that question though. Why would uh, Jesus pray for just Peter? Do you, are we recording now? Okay, so why? Oh, yeah, say it to the microphone. <laughs> yeah, because um, Peter has great things to do for the work of the ministry. And that's okay. why Jesus Christ said, when your faith is strengthened, strengthen your brethren. Okay, thank you very much, sir. So to buttress, to buttress that, that Peter has something, I mean, it was an arrow head. It was very key to the foundation and establishment of the church that Jesus Christ was going to establish. Let's look at John chapter 21. You see, this is Bible study, and that's why we are trying to consult every passage that are related. I mean, that is related to what we are discussing. So we, can, we don't just say it, just talk, and everybody says, most people are maybe confused about what we are saying. Now, in uh, John chapter 21, Peter said, I want to go out fishing in the Sea of Tiberias. Now, and Simeon, Peter, Simon Peter, and Thomas called Didymus. Nathaniel of Canaan of Galilee and son of Zebedee, I mean, John chapter 21, verse 2 now. All of them went together to fish. Then Jesus appeared to them in verse 5 and said, Children, have ye any meat? And then they went on and on like that, and, and they did not have meat. So Jesus said to them in verse 6, Cast your net on the right side of the sheep, and ye shall find Abundance. Now, that was the same thing that Jesus told him in Luke chapter 5. We remember that encounter. Cast your net. That was when Jesus would call him originally. Now, this time around, after the denial and the death of Jesus and resurrection, they were, all hope was lost for them. And if you calculate the time, you will know that. It was damn too close. It was too close because all the time that Jesus stayed on earth, how many days put together? After death, how many days? He appeared to his, to his apostles and disciples 40 days. You remember that? 40 days. And then the day of Pentecost came on the, how many days? I know we have this discussion already. At the 50th day, the day of Pentecost came fully. So all the time Jesus spent after his death and resurrection was just about 40 days or so. And within 40 days, this man has quickly forgotten everything and he has, I'm going back to fishing. He lost every hope. He denied Christ, he wept, they killed that Christ. They told him Christ resurrected, but they won't believe it. And so he was going about his business. After 40 days of the death of the one that he said, I will die for you. you know. So the Bible says Jesus Christ now called him in verse 7. Now Simeon Peter heard that it was the Lord. After Jesus brought them back and they caught a lot of fish, um, Jesus put the fish to them and all of that. But where I'm going 
is in uh, verse 18. Okay, before verse 18. 15, Jesus, Jesus dined with, I mean, so they, they, were, they dined with Jesus, and Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, love me more than this? Jesus was talking to Peter. Question, why was Peter? Why Peter? Why not someone else? Because there were many in that place. I mean, their disciples, the apostles were many there. Why was Jesus focusing on Peter at this place again? Yes, ma'am. Please. Um, I think we talked about it last week as well, that based on the revelation that Peter got. So I guess that was why God kept coming back to him. Like, he got the revelation and, you know, so Okay, I thank you very much. Now, well, kind of, both of the, based on the revelation that was revealed to Peter, that's not the major reason anyways, but thank you for that. Peter got a revelation in John, Matthew chapter 16. Who do men call me? And he said, you are this Christ, the son of the living God, and so on and so forth. Jesus said, upon this confession, that's Matthew 16, I think 18, if I'm not mistaken, I will build my church and the gate of hell will not prevail. So, but Jesus, when he was calling Peter, he knew that Peter will, be, will do some great work in the establishment of, of the church that was to start at that time. Jesus knew. Of course, he's an omnipotent, he's omniscient, he knows everything. I hope you understand that. He knows. John 6, 6 tells us that he knows what to do, even when the people were not having food to eat. He says he knows what to do about it. He was just testing their faith and was asking them, where can we get food for these people? But John 6, 6 says he knows what to do about it. So that's the, that's the sovereignty. That's, you know, when Jesus was here, he was here fully as God. He was also here fully as human. Do you understand? 100% God, 100% human. He was here so that sometimes he displaced the God, the, the, the divine part of him, and you can't question it. That's just, that's just the way. Sometimes he just shows them, like he went on the transfiguration, and just showed them a little bit, bit of who he was. They were dead, literally. The three disciples that went with him, they were dead, literally. You know, history had it that Peter even seen Jesus Christ for some years, you know. So, but when you see someone who is ageless, that's the ageless lamb. You cannot quantify his age. In those days when you bring a lamb, it depends on the number of years that the lamb is that your sin will be atoned. And then you bring another one when that one expires. So the atonement keeps expiring. But the Lord brought an ageless lamb to die for us. And that's why our atonement is forever. Do we understand? It was already sacrificed, crucified before he was born. Do you understand that? It was already crucified before even he was born. And that, that's, you, so you can't even put his age together. Say, before Abraham, I was. Amen. So he knows everything. And he knew that Peter was going to be a key factor in the establishment of the church. And so he said, son of Jonas, Love me more than this. He said it three times. And then he said, feed my sheep, feed my lamb, feed my sheep. Now, Simon, um, the third time, Peter was worried and all of that and said, why do you ask the third time? And Jesus said, feed my, uh, feed my sheep. Now, in verse 18, he now told him his assignment. John 21, verse 18. Verily I say unto thee, when thou was young, thou guidest thyself and walk wherever, whether thou wouldest, but when thou shalt be old, when your capacity is expanded, when your capacity is increased, when you are now, you know, when you are now um, at the level where you no longer control yourself, the Holy Spirit 
will be the one to guide. He said, but when thou art old, he wasn't talking of age. He was talking of when you are grown up in the assignment that you are called to do. Thou shalt stretch forth your hand, and another shall guard thee, and carry thee whither thou wouldest not go. Where you don't even want to go, you will go. Because the spirit will not be the one leading you. Do we understand that? Now, Peter, when this, in verse 19, he said, This speak is signifying by what death he should glorify God. In other words, we can glorify God through death. It takes people that have expanded in their capacity to understand that. That this Christianity is not a matter of bread, uh, bread and butter, bag and shoes, and put a ghillie on it so they can to match, and then you can see the glory of God. Glory of God is more than all of that. But he was telling Peter here that when you die for me, that's when you glorify me. You know, we asked ourselves last week, he just said, before I go into that, we asked ourselves last week, did Peter actually win the battle? Did he lose the battle? Did Peter lose the battle? No. So, what the summary of last week's teaching was just to tell us that the call is bigger than the fall. Is somebody listening to me? The call is bigger than the, is greater than the fall. Peter fell many, many times, fumbled many, many times. But Jesus kept coming back because the call is more important to God than the fall. If it takes God to give us everything to make sure that we fulfill his purpose, he will do it. So do I have somebody in the house today that have fallen several times? This news is for you. God is not done with you. God is not done with you. Many of us have been written off. That, hey, you, you, and you call yourself Christian. You have tried ups and downs, ups and downs, ups and downs, and many times. But scripture says when the righteous fall seven times, he will rise how many times? Seven times. Are we, are we all together? Now, we need to understand that the call of God on Peter's life kept bringing Jesus Christ back to him. You will do this work. Ah, you are going to do this work. And Peter was saying, Peter now said in verse 20, then Peter turning to See the disciple who was with him, whom Jesus loved most. You know, that was John the Baptist who wrote this very uh, epistle. I mean, John the Beloved, I meant to say. Which also leaned on his, on his breast at supper. You remember that guy? That was John the Beloved. Behold, two men stood by, uh, sorry. And said, Lord, which is he that betrayed thee? So Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, Lord, what shall this man do? If you are giving me this assignment, what will John do? What was Jesus' answer? Jesus said unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? But for you, follow me. That's the call. For you, follow me. You have work to do. So the news went around that Jesus said John was not going to die. Jesus didn't say that. The scripture confirmed it. He said that then they went, 21, then they, I mean 23, they went with the saying abroad among the brethren that the disciples should not die. Yet Jesus said not unto him, he shall not die. But if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? So Jesus, <laughs> you understand, and they kind of blew the news and exaggerated it. But Jesus, I mean, the scripture was bringing us back here. And the disciple said in verse 24, this is the disciple which testified of these things. That's John. He said, I'm the one that wrote these things now. And I wrote these things, and we know that his testimony is true. And he said, there are also many other things which Jesus did, which is 
if they should be written, everyone, I mean, everyone, I suppose that even the word itself could not contain the books that should be written. You know, the scripture does not miss word. This is true. So therefore, it's enough for us to understand through this scripture that, I mean, through this very passage of the Bible that they, they just give us summary of the happiness of the occurrences in the days of Jesus. But anyways, where we are going this, I mean, I was just trying to bring that back to let us know that the call is bigger than the fall. And Peter actually won the battle. The, 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 the victory that we have in Christ is not just when everything looks rosy and everybody is enjoying and then every, that's when we think we have victory. The Bible says that this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So our faith in God, as, as long as there was no denier of faith, as long as there was no denier of faith, the victory is sure, is secured. Because the devil will always want to attack one thing in our life, and that's our faith. It brings about a lot of trials and temptation. It brings about fake brethren to confuse you and to, you know, to deceive us with false teachings or say so many things that, uh, that would take many people away from Christ. That, all of that is just to attack faith. Sometimes it attacks on health. It could be attack on our health. It could be attack on our businesses. It could be whatever. It could be attack on the, on the spirituality, on the, on the teachings of the word of God. It could be anything. But what the devil is looking for is attack on our faith just to make sure that we deny Christ. And we also mentioned that there are three basic indices for us to know um, for us to know whether we are growing spiritually or not. We talked about transformation uh, that a child of God experienced. We talked about spiritual understanding, the knowledge that you have. The third one that we did not mention is the result that we produce thereafter. By your fruit, you will know them. So if, if you really want to know if somebody is growing, the result that we produce will show to us whether we're growing or not. We will not have time, or I don't, I don't want to go deeply into all of that anymore. But I just want us to know one thing, that in this kingdom, knowledge is powerful. I'll just touch on that very quickly. Knowledge is powerful. And I say that what you know is very important in the kingdom of God. We rise in this kingdom by knowledge, we, by what you know. It's, not, it's just like when you're in the United States, for example, I don't know if, it, if Canada would definitely have, but they don't talk much about classified documents. But U.S., you know, Trump is in trouble right now because of that. Now, when you are in the legislative, legis, uh, legislative uh, uh, level, there are things that you know. If you get into ministerial level or president advisors, there are things you will know. And if you are the president, there are other things you will know. So there are, there are levels like that. Kedas. Now, when Jesus says in Matthew chapter 13, verse 11, that it is given unto us to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, it is given because we are, we are, being, as, we are being appointed, we are, being, we are being accepted in the beloved. We are children of God, we are being brought and grafted into Christ. So it is given unto us to know, but unfortunately, not everyone will know. Even though it is given for you to know. So, for example, as the president of the United States, you have right to know some classified information. But if you don't care about knowing, you won't know. In fact, through this Trump thing that was going on, they said there are times that they will brief him or for security briefing, and he won't even read it. 
except you put his image there or put his name. And when he sees his name and his image, okay, he's interested to read this. You know many Christians behave like that. Until we see the goody goodies that draws us into the scripture, particular scripture. There are some Bible passages that some Christians don't know it ever existed because we don't go there to check. And in the place of checking the logos, the thought of God captured in print, that's logos. In the place of checking the logos, the rema comes to us. Many people are waiting, oh, God, show me the rema. You've not even memorized the scripture. You've not even checked what the Bible is saying. You've not even read it. It will be difficult for rema of anything to come because everything that God reveals has to align with his word. So if we want our spiritual life to really grow, we'll see today in our discussion that it's important for us to know the word of God. In fact, know it first. We call it gnosis. Gnosis means um, just head knowledge, just... Um, Something like uh, uh, virtual knowledge, you know, something that you just know casually, you just know by education. But when we talk about epignosis, epignosis is talking about awareness, having a full awareness of what we are talking about, experiential knowledge, deeper knowledge. You have experienced it, like Job said in Job 42 verse 5, if I'm not mistaken, if it's Job 42 verse 5, I've, I've heard of thee by the hearings of the ear, but now my eyes... I've seen you. Is that what we have there? Yeah, by the hearing of the uh, by the hearing of the ears. But now my eyes have seen thee. My eyes have seen thee. So it's important for us to have an experiential knowledge of God, not what you were told, but what you yourself experienced. One day I was in a prayer meeting and we're having the deliverance section for someone at that time. And after that, I mean, at a point in that program, I just shook my head. Devil is too late for you to tell me God is not real. Why? It's no longer what I read. I saw it physically. What exactly happened in the days of Apostle, I was seeing it physically. I'm like, devil is too late for you to tell me God is not real. When we have this experience with God, then we will be able to, our faith is solidified. Our faith is stronger. It's better for, I mean, it's, it's good for us to have an experiential knowledge of God. So I say in this kingdom, what you know is key. No wonder Paul says in Philippians 3.10 that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering be made conformable to his death. What you know is important. And number two, who you know, who you know. <laughs> in the kingdom, it's mano mano. Who do you know? And Daniel 11.32 says, they that know they are God. Some of us, we only know angels. Some of us, we know just prophets. Some of us know fathers in the Lord. But if you know your God, the Bible tells me that you do exploit. You may know all these people and no exploit can still be seen through you. Do we understand what I'm saying? Let's go for God's knowledge. Let's spend time to know God. If we know God for yourself, it will be difficult for any devil to challenge us. Because there will be places where our fathers in the Lord, our prophet or whatever, they, the way they always call it and say they are spiritual father and things like that. There are places that they won't be with you. But when we know God by ourselves, the difference is clear. So Daniel said, they that know their God in the strange land, that young man knew his God. He knew what he was standing for. Even in the midst of impossibility, he did greater exploits. If you look at all of fame that was given to us, God's all of fame, we call it in Hebrew chapter 11. Those people, they knew God through faith. And it was through faith that they were able to subdue kingdom and quench fairy darts and, 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 and stop the mouth of lion through faith. Now, the third one I say here is 
who knows you also is important. You must know God to the extent that God knows you. Do we understand that? I must know God to the extent that God knows me. In, uh, in uh, the book of Acts chapter 19. <laughs> and then not only God should know you. <laughs> who else should know us? Even demons must know that we are truly children of God. You know, sometimes we hide and we say we are children of God. Demons must also be able to testify. Then the, in Acts chapter 19 verse 15, he said, and the, and the man that was possessed, and the devil, evil spirit, answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? So, if demons don't know you as a child of God, demons don't know me as a child of God, it will be difficult for us to cast anything out. Do we understand? Who you know is important, who knows you, and then what you know. Very critical in this kingdom. Let's look at another Mark, I think Mark chapter 1 verse 23. There was one place again that demons, they recognized even Jesus Christ. Let's look at Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1, verse um, 33. Okay, and 34, 34. And he healed many that were sick of diverse diseases and cast out many devils and suffered not the devils to speak. Why? Because they knew him. Do they know you? We can camouflage in the presence of everybody. And walk as holy people, but does the enemy, does the devil know that this one, they are dangerous people. They can scatter our kingdom. Do they know when you rise up to pray at night? Apostle Zem has even your stretch is a problem for them. If you just stretch and say, in Jesus' name, covers are, I mean, they are covens, they are, they are scattering. Why? Because they know who you are. Does the enemy know who you are? It's very important. So this evening, I want to summarize this because it's, it's, it's long, but we can't finish it all. But I summarize with what I call the three factor, the three H factor to building capacity. And I want to encourage us, I think uh, the media team had already uh, killed the, the download that they had, but that's not the download we're going to work with. Uh, they asked, asked me to announce that if you can go to our, um, our tree link and then uh, you can download the, the one, the study we want to do for tonight. Okay? The, uh, I hope you understand that. Okay, so we, we can go into the link. Yeah, the link, link tree where we have uh, all our information, and then you can download what we are looking at tonight. Tonight, we want to look at three, I, call, I just summarized it as three H factors to building capacity. Maybe that will help us, you know, to discuss together. And uh, I'm thinking we could group ourselves into three. Um, how do we go about this? Okay. Please, I, would, I hope you don't mind. We're going to just ask God to change our sitting arrangement a little bit. As everybody, I mean, as some people downloaded the information, we found it? Okay. The link tree, you'll find it there, please. Let's download it. We are going into that tonight, and we have some conversation to do. Okay? We want to, you know, teach ourselves and summarize it ourselves. Okay. Um, 
So from Brother Funshaw, no, let me move a little bit back up. Brother Motoro, please, can you just try to move forward from that role so that uh, that seat will be empty? Sorry, ma'am. Yeah, from Brother Motoro at the back. Okay. So all that seat, please, can we just come forward here? So the back, that we can have the people seated at the back together. And then um, from um, Sister, okay, from Brolani, please. Brolani, please, if you can just move from that seat, let's just come forward. Then everybody at the back to, with Brolani, please, can you just join the other team? Join the, the other team. So, Brolani, please, you come all forward here. I'm so sorry for, for distorting your seating arrangement. So, so sorry. I apologize. Please forgive me for today. All right. So, everybody seated towards my wife and everyone. Please, let's move to join uh, the others. Yes, thank you, ma'am. God bless you. Thank you. Okay. And Brolani, you will be our team leader here. Yes, sir. You have been appointed and anointed too. Amen. All right. Okay. So let's sit together here. Um, Mommy, I'll tell you, I still think you have to move that from that role. I still think so. I'm so sorry, ma. Mommy, Folake, I'll tell you, Folake, Aribo. Please, let's come into this. Please, I sit here. Let's just sit down here. Thank you. Thank you very much. God bless you. Uh, Pastor Omi. <laughs> You have been appointed, sir. You can be our teacher here today. I'm not teacher facilitating. Uh, you pick, uh, okay, you pick it, a role. I mean, you pick one of the aged. Okay, and thank you. Then we have everybody here. This group is a little bit smaller, but I still believe that we can. Okay, one more time. I'm going to call Sister Ajayi Beju. Yes, I know you are taking your high away, and that's why I'm calling you. <laughs> So, please, you're going to help us here to facilitate. God bless you, ma. All right. So, let's have the, the, we can have it on the slide, the updated slide that I sent. Now, we have three H that we are looking at. The first H is the, is what? Hunger. Hunger. How can we build capacity? Three H to building capacity. The first one is hunger. And the second one is heart. So, group two. Heart. What kind of heart? So we look at it, and then number three, habit. The third one will be habit. Okay? Are we together? Are we all together? All right. Let's quickly look at it and preach it to ourselves. We know hunger means strong desire, craving. Sorry? Your two, heart. The heart here, and then we have uh, the habit there. Now, hunger, don't start yet. Hunger means, you know, the strong desire. The hunger we are talking of is not for food. It's for Jesus, okay? So let's quickly explain that. Hunger here, we are referring to strong desire, strong craving for spiritual encounters and experiences. That's what we mean by hunger, okay? And then uh, you can see the Bible passages. Then art, the heart that you have, we're talking about motives, okay? The nature and condition of heart. Attitude and I mean attitude and disposition of our art. Okay. The state and the intention of our art can determine how far we'll go with God. I think that is clear. And then the third one, which is habit. 
we're looking at a customary practice. Habit is something you do regularly. You practice it intentionally, and it becomes your nature, okay? And so we have some habits that we have dealt with in our subsequent Bible study, in the, I mean, in the past Bible studies. We've dealt with about uh, four habits. We talked about daily time with God in God's Word. We talked about uh, hearing God's Word, reading God's Word, studying, memorizing, meditating, and applying, okay? Then, number two, we talked about habits of prayer, talking with God daily, Number three, we talked about tithing, giving back to God. Number four, we talked about a fellowship, enjoying God's family together. And number five, which I added, we talked about living a holy life, habit of holiness, living according to God's standard. So these are what we want to look at. Now, let's go to the next slide. That's where the questions are. So these are our questions. I will leave us now to start. I don't have to read everything to us. So let's start the discussion. God bless you. Which pastor? Thank you. Which pastors has? Please make sure somebody is writing down in your team. Things. Appoint a scribe so because you will come and teach us what you learn. for us. I'll call him so. Praise the Lord. Pastor Fabui. Please, can you do the writing down? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Thank you. You also write down, and let's combine it together. So what we want to say is how, how are the habits we can form regularly, daily basis, that will help us to build our capacity spiritually, okay? So how does keeping spiritual habits help grow our spiritual capacity? So... How does keeping spiritual habits helps grow our spiritual capacity? And we have up to 8.10. You're closing at 8.10. So we are 12 minutes for Please, this. Please, let's manage our time. So, I want people to talk. How does keeping spiritual habits? Pastor has mentioned some of them. Praying daily, living holy life, um, studying the word of God. How can they help us to grow our spiritual capacity? Thank you. Praise God. So I will just quickly read the book of Psalms 119, verse um, 11. It says, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. So I believe studying the word of God is a habit. So how does that help? The more you study the word of God, the more you have faith in God. 
the more you have that belief that God can do this. Like Pastor rightly said, the more you study the Word of God, the more you see things jumping at you. Looking at it, studying daily alone makes you to have more faith in God. And the more you have faith in God, the more you, you become stronger. And uh, the more you become stronger, the more enemy run away from you. So that can help us building our faith. The more you read the Word of God, the more you have faith in Amen. Thank you very much. Any other points? I'll just take two more, then we move to the next question. Thank you. Okay. So praise God. Um, so I just want to add another thing I want to add to that um, studying the word of God, like from what, where I read, was that, or is that, we won't be able to sin against God. It will help us not to sin. Because if you keep on uh, hiding the word of God in your heart, there is no how you will sin. Because you remember the word of God that says the sin, uh, the wage of sin is death. And nobody wants to die, even spiritually or physically. So all those um, things keep on helping us uh, not to sin against God as well. Amen. Thank you very much. Um, the scripture says in First Timothy chapter 4, where he was talking about bodily exercise profited little, and he talks also about godly exercise, that he's exercising our spirit in God. And he went further to say, it has not only profiting for this world, it also profits us in the world to come. So if the scripture is encouraging us to get it to do bodily exercise, and also drew a parallel with bodily exercise, with spiritual exercise, yes, it's because he knows that that is the only thing that will sustain us in this world and in the world to come. Thank you so much, sir. I'm sure that what everybody has contributed to just shows that studying the Word of God on a daily basis will help us to exercise our faith help us to increase our faith and help us to be able to draw closer to God and move away from sin. Praise the Lord. If we go to the question, um, the second question says, what had the effect of not keeping of this habit on our spiritual growth? So this habit we've talked about, we've talked about reading the word of God. And like I said earlier, um, Pastor also mentioned some other habits which we are going to put together now. Talked about praying, 
We talk about reading the word, praying, fasting. These are the things that draw us nearer to God and help us to continue to build our faith in God, to live a holy life. So the next question is, what are the effects of not keeping of this habit on our spiritual growth? Add to just uh, that number one. Number one, yes. I, I know whatever habit is what you that have been part of you, and whatever we do consistently for some time, they say habit is formed maybe within 21 days. Consistently, you are doing something before long, you become a pro there, and that is growth. You understand? So, in a way, maybe you are praying now, you're praying for 20 minutes. At a point, you grow to 25 minutes, you continue to do that. Before long, you see yourself growing, increasing your spiritual capacity. So when we continue doing something, continue consistently doing it, we become pro and we grow. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, ma. It's just like every day we open our Bible, every day we're exercising all the spiritual exercises, we should be open-minded to receive something new. You might read a verse, a verse of the Bible today, and it ministers something to you. You might have to read it like in two weeks' time. It ministers something different to you because the Word of God is new. And we all know that that is our guidance. Like the Bible says that it's, it's like a lamp for, I mean, a lamppost to our... Um, Like the Bible says that the word of God is like a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. That is why it is important for us to have those habits. So we, by not having those habits, how can it affect our spiritual growth? Okay, before I call anybody, I'll try to start by saying we've talked about faith, building our faith. We've talked about um, expanding our spiritual capacity. So if we don't do that, then what can happen to our faith? Opposite fear. And what we've, on, the, where, on all the teachings that the Ten pastor has to been go. doing over, over, I mean, this week is about if our faith, if there's no faith, there's no work, then we are moving away from God. Then we make ourselves vulnerable to attack from the devil. So if we don't have faith, it can affect us by, it can affect our spiritual growth. We remain a baby in the Lord. You understand? That won't be able to eat strong meat. And that is no good. <laughs> I can't I can remember that passage of the Bible that talked about being, that God is not God is not pleased with them when you are just taking meat, you are just taking milk, and you are not taking strong meat. Eh? There's some information that God. Praise the Lord. I said there's a passage of the Bible that God talked about babies in the Lord, that they take just meek. There's some information, kingdom information that will not be released to us because what we are baby in the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much, ma'am. Any other contribution? Um, the, one of the effects of not 
getting into this habit is that it breeds lukewarmness. And the scripture says in Revelation that neither cold nor hot, it will split out. So if we are not maintaining those habits, we will become lukewarm. We will neither be hot nor be cold. Then we are good for nothing. Thank you very much, sir. Any other contribution? Another thing we... Does anyone want to answer that question? That having those habits, does this secure us from any form? Yes, it builds in our spiritual stamina. Because if we are, if those habits are part of us, like she said, it's, it becomes a way of life. So when it becomes a way of life, you are always almost at every point in time on guard. That's why the Bible says, "Be he that thinketh he stand, let him take it, let it fall." But those habits helps us. Let's just look at the way we go to gym. If we are so religious about it, you discover that even some people, when they just climb those steps, you see the way they pant. It's because they are not fit. They are not exercising. So the truth of the matter is that if we let those things, study the word of God, praying, serving, and all that becomes our lifestyle. In fact, the devil does not try people like you. Because the devil has no time to waste to go and be attacking somebody that has no value. Nobody will throw stone at a tree that doesn't have fruit. So once that stamina is built, then you discover that the devil, I mean. Thank you, sir. I just want to add to what Pastor said. So I think, so one of the soft that we have in the habits is holiness. So that holiness alone, if you can work that out, of course that's what God wants, that it should be our lifestyle. Amen. Just a quick one. Somebody sent a, 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 a post to me today and was talking about prayer. He said one uh, demon wanted to pass through a roof. They couldn't because, because there was a fire on that roof. Then they find out who was there, Pastor Kumuyi. He has raised an altar that the devil can cross over. So when we, when, we, when we build those terminals, all those spiritual things, they're going to help. They will stand as a defense for us, even at the time of trouble. Praise the Lord. Thank you, ma. If we can, you know, make sure we maintain the relationship not the habit because i have a habit of going to my father and then i just forget that relationship and i'm just doing it for you know when they say did you read your bible today yes did you pray today yes but did you get anything out of it did you was there a connection you still that same connection still there or you are just doing it like a religious ceremony just to fulfill all righteousness that's why i'm asking I think um, from what the pastor was discussing today, even though he used them as the three H's, like something that is part of our living, living holy, being prayerful, walking regularly with God, separating ourselves in fasting and prayer to God, studying the word of God that we should do as Christians, how they can build our, build 
our increase our spiritual capacity. And I believe what Pastor is trying to tell us is it, this is not just a routine exercise we are doing. This is fully imagining herself and committing to it and having a relationship with God. If you don't engage in all these activities, there's no way you can have any relationship with God. There's no way. And just like um, um, Pastor Missy said earlier, some people, if you ask them, tell us when you gave your life to Christ, they will give you the date, the time, and the location, and everything. But if you ask them how much have they grown in Christ, they are still babies in Christ. And they ask you why they are not moving forward, why they are not being used. And that is because they are not working on themselves to make sure that they are growing. They are not building their capacity spiritually. And another thing to contribute to the question you asked about, will all these things shield us from the attack of devil or anything? By the time we have that connection with God, that is our daily living. That is the way we live our life. When things come our way, naturally, supernaturally, just come the way to manage all these things without sweating. Because we are already prepared ourselves for days like that. And by the time people see that, come, what is the kind of a life that this person is living that is different from us? You draw people to you because they want to know what your secret is, that you are growing. It's not a physical glow, but you are glowing spiritually. Nothing fails you. You know what to say at the right time because you have relationship with God. Praise the Lord. So we're going to move to the last question now because we have three minutes. Give example of how maintaining any of this spiritual habit has helped you. So now we want a personal example from someone. Praise God. Um, so the, um, one of the examples that I will give is this um, fellowshipping with the, with the children of God. Like coming to church, meeting people of God, sharpening... Uh, each other's iron has really helped me. Before, right from my own background, we're Catholic, so we don't even believe in all this. But at some point, I joined Pentecostal Church. So coming to fellowship, hearing the word of God, meeting others, sharing the word together. What do you understand by this word? Oh, this is my own perspective. This is your own perspective. Has really helped me to grow. So each time I go back home, I check again. This is my own understanding about this passage. But look at where this brother... The angle is where this brother came from again. So having those ones built my knowledge in God. Like me having one thing and I, went, I go to the house of God. I heard from like five people. And then they are returning with six things. So that alone is, has really built me up to this, to this uh, time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Any other person? Your personal experience, how... Building, I mean, how maintaining the spiritual habit has helped us. Praise the Lord. If there's anything that has helped me, it's prayer. Like somebody said, if you are praying and you are not changing, something is wrong somewhere. You know, you know a lot of prayer that we do die by fire, then the other wishes must die, must die. That's not that kind of. When you pray a prayer of intimacy, you understand? A prayer of a fellowship, you are fellowshipping with God. So that have really helped me. Each time I go to God in the place of prayer, I have something, you know, that God should cleanse me. Each time I go, I look at it that I'm still dirty, you understand? So that helped me to move closer to God. 
when you, when you behold God, when you behold God, you see how holy this God is. And you are just coming and you look at it and say, I was still doing, I did this yesterday, I did this yesterday. You want to repent because you want to maintain that relationship with you. So each time I go, I have something that God is working on in my life. And that is getting me closer and closer with God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So I'm so sure that in all our daily, I mean, in all our existence so far, some of all of us, we have one thing or the other that through this special habit has helped us. Okay, it might let's be the way up. we pray, the way we fast, or let's the way we, we, we give in the house of the Lord, or the way we intercede okay. on behalf of people that they've helped us. And God will continue let's to strengthen us Thank in you. Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. We'll sit in our classes still. And please, let's uh, just follow on the next one. I believe that we have some very good discussion, uh, conversation in our classes. And um, it's important for us to just you know, dwell on that as we connect to this video. Um, the video is from a pastor, Rick Warren. Rick Warren is the lead pastor of, uh, or former lead pastor of uh, uh, Saddleback Church in Orange County, California. Um, and he has some words. You know, it's like a conversation that he had, a discussion on faith. So please listen and uh, be blessed. Remain joyfully trusting in God when the bottom falls out. And that can look different for different people. When there's just devastating news or certain faith. And uh, they lost their son called Matthew, and she was just saying that that was the point that her faith was completely dashed. But then we can listen and hear what she says further. Thank you. What do we do when you ask? And it seems like things are not coming or no, in your direction. Recording gave a summary. God asked the entire eternity to fulfill his promise. The birth of Isaac was not basically because of Sarah um, um, to make Abraham happy. Abraham did not see the nation, but do we still have the nation? Yes. Yes. Faith is more than just about me, about us. 
God asked the whole of eternity to fulfill his promise. And when the enemy tries to make it look like it won't go our own way, may our faith be strong to still trust him. Even if we did not get what we're looking at. Because he is always faithful. And that woman says, as long as the enemy has not attacked or gotten your faith down, you are still winning. So let us always remember that, that our faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Amen. Uh, by God's grace, probably on Sunday, we would, uh, would take the three H factors to building spiritual capacity. And then we can hear from each class. So please, whoever has been appointed, uh, whichever service, either the leader or, the, or whoever from here can give us a summary on Sunday, that would be nice. So let's prepare ourselves towards that. Shall we rise on our feet as we pray? Mm-hmm. That's the song. Mm-hmm. Can we just put that out please media team it is so sweet to trust in jesus mm, that is song god bless you sir for that mm, that my heart will trust you that my heart will trust you that composer says though i walk in the valley of doubt of the shadow of death my heart will trust in you we're going to sing together but pray before the lord this evening before we take that song i will pray I mean, I will wrap up. Just God help me that my faith will not fail. No matter what the enemy does, no matter what the devil throws at me, Lord, my faith will not fail. Is somebody asking God this evening? Please ask the Lord this evening that your faith will not fail in the name of Jesus. Ask the Lord this evening that the Lord will strengthen your faith. The Lord will strengthen your faith. Jesus came back to Peter to strengthen his faith. He came back to give him an assignment. And he strengthened his faith. And he said, when you are saved, when you are converted, strengthen your brethren. Because there will be time of weariness, there will be time of weakness. But Lord, strengthen my faith. Ask the Lord this night. Ask the Lord this night. Rick Warren and his wife, they lost a grown-up boy, a grown-up son. With wife, I mean, he was married. They lost him to mental health, a mental issue. And he, he, he committed suicide, killed himself. That was the darkest period of their lives. But they turned their pain to lessons for the world to see. Father, help me that my faith will not fail you. Somebody pray this night. Help me, Lord, that my faith will not fail you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. No matter what happens, no matter what betides, so God, help me that my faith will not fail you. That I will stand strong and tall in faith. That I will stand strong and tall in faith in the name of Jesus. That my faith will not be shaken. Anywhere your faith is worried right now, Lord, restore us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. We take that song together. It is so sweet to trust in Jesus. Go. It is so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to Just to know the sense
over to together go I'm so grace to trust him more. Thank the Lord for the grace to trust him more. Even though the, the battle might be fierce, the road might be rugged, Father, I thank you for grace to trust you more. 
thank you precious father in jesus mighty name we pray father we thank you uh, please if you have an offering you can please hold it in your hand as we pray this is the final prayer lord we thank you for today and we give you praise we thank you because you have strengthened our faith again that no matter what betides our song is it is well with our soul we give you praise lord jesus we thank you because the victory that overcomes the world is our faith thank you lord jesus for the grace of faith grace to trust you more and more even as we join in on we receive oh god and we walk in it in jesus name we, pray. we hope you were blessed by that teaching for further inquiries, please visit our website, www.rccgppp.org. You can also check us on Facebook and on YouTube at rccgpppsk, on Instagram and Twitter at rccgppp. If you are within the city of Regina, Canada, you can join us in person at 1771 Bond Street, S4N, 1X7 for a refreshing time in God's presence.